Hi, everybody. It's me, Mike, your other, other resident Potter nerd. This is our book two wrap-up episode where we will answer some of your questions while also talking about book two as a whole. Uh, Obviously, I have to give a spoiler warning here. If you have not listened to this season, please go back and listen to it. Uh, We're going to ruin it here for you. But yeah, this is just so all you can get to know us, the players, uh, a little bit more and for us to talk about what happened and anything else you want to talk about. So just like Ali did last time, I'm going to start by asking everybody to tell us something about yourselves first. So uh, I have a question for everyone here. Uh, What is your favorite creature in the Harry Potter universe? My favorite creature is the Nifflers because they seem just like magical sea otters and that they have so much energy and they just look like so much little fun creatures. They're adorable. They are adorable. Um, My favorite creature... Uh, is the bow truckle. Um, they're the little green dudes that, uh, I find it really interesting that they, uh, specifically live on trees that are used to make wands. Um, I feel like that little bit of lore is, like, really interesting. Um, also, I know we mostly delve into the Harry Potter universe, but in the first Fantastic Beast movie, that bow truckle that he has is adorable. <laughs> yeah. Adorable. Mm-hmm. It's like a little pocket pet. Right. Yeah, I was also going to bring up something that um, was introduced in the Fantastic Beasts movies. Well, it was introduced in the Fantastic Beasts book, which everyone should read instead of the movie because it's way better. Um, but the the Akami, I think that's how you pronounce it, um, is the, the bird that can shrink or grow to fill the space needed, which mm. I think is just a really cool power. Um, like you can store it in a bottle and then open it and it can be big and dangerous when you need it to. And I think that's a a clever mechanic for that beast. So I think it's really cool. It's also a very cool looking bird creature. My favorite creature is gotta be the Thestral. Damn it. That's mine. Uh, yeah, well, I almost said Thestral, but I knew some of you guys were going to do Thestral. You can both like it. It can both be your favorite. (laughs) Yeah, when people first started posting questions in the Discord, I saw that question and immediately typed Thestral in the chat and was like, oh no. I saw this is for that. later. I see that you did yeah. yeah. And I deleted it. I was like, uh, <laughs> Why did you delete it? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be for questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. Thestrals are pretty cool. Yeah. Thestrals are dope. Although they do create one of the biggest plot holes in the entire Harry Potter series. Yeah. Because <laughs> it does not make any sense that that's the first time that Harry can see one of those bad boys in. Oh, the that class. is true. He. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. He right. Did see his parents it's a die? Really. Which is kind of a central part of the plot of the. That's books, a real yes. big plot yeah, hole. Yeah, but he also. It's not even just like a minor also, thing. It's like yeah. that's like the first freaking thing you know about harry potter but he's also a baby when that happens and he probably yeah yeah but then he sees quirrell get killed that's the retcon that's the retcon that is added Mm -hmm. later all right all right all right that is a super valid point but this is not a harry potter podcast this is a harry potter adjacent (laughs) role-playing podcast (laughs) thanks for bringing us back in mike great job yes i need to moderate this no we can get off the rails talking about the books all day for all of these so oh yeah um my favorite uh wizarding creature are the dragons now i love dragons so much and I, if i had to pick one it'd probably be the romanian longhorn just because i like their long horns it's like a like a huge bull horn so cool <laughs> and then um i like dragons a lot i had a bearded dragon that we named norbert and he was like my little miniature dragon and then like my husband and I love dragons so much that we have two intertwining dragons as our wedding ring. So I'm all into dragons. Rar. <laughs> Actually, this is a very this is a very good point. Like one of the coolest little bits of lore that I think is added to the Harry Potter series, dragon wise, is like all of the various breeds of dragons. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So right. Cool. Like Hungarian Horntail or mm-hmm. uh, I think Chinese Fireball is another one. Like, yeah. You know, that's a that's a very cool little. Thing that yeah, it endears on. them to me like pets, like it's almost like dog breeds, right? But Swedish yeah. <laughs> short snout, yeah, except That's... incredibly dangerous, right? The very, very dangerous fire breathing dogs. That's how yeah. I would describe dragons. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me want a dragon even more. <laughs> so the next listener question I have is, uh, what are each of your characters' patroni or patronuses? No, nope, uh, which... no, no, not doing that one. Sorry. Yeah, 
No, that seems spoilery. Probably, probably plot relevant later. <laughs> Can't do that one. Yeah, sorry, I mean, guys. I think what we can answer is what uh, what are our Patroni as real life people? I think that that oh, is yeah. interesting That's enough. A, oh, yeah, we can do um, that. Ah, man. Someone else needs to go first because I have to think about this one. Uh, oh, <laughs> I have already answered this question on another podcast. Wait, you, what? You have, and, yeah. And the answer right. is well. crush the, 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 the turtle from Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to plug that episode of Podrificus Totalis that you did. Yes. It was very definitely good. Definitely people should go listen to that. But can we just talk about how the the Patronus quiz for, for Pottermore is, is kind of stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Like yes, maybe that's just can. because I didn't. Let's dig into that. Go on. I'm not like, all about Pottermore, but like, yeah. like okay, I I appreciate that they made a quiz for that, and it's it's very beautiful. Whatever. Uh, I hated the Patronus that I got, so I took the quiz, and it told me that I I I had a field mouse as my Patronus, and I'm like, I don't feel protected by a mouse, not at all. <laughs> this is this is not. This is not my Patronus. Like, no way. I reject. Patronus is supposed to represent something to make you feel protected. Well, it protects you, but I don't think it's necessarily. I think so. Yeah, that's my interpretation. I think it's supposed to be like a guardian. Right, but the the guardian doesn't have to be an animal that could protect you if it were a real animal, right? Like, you could feel strongly that a mouse is your Patronus, and then your Patronus version of a mouse could be way more powerful than a real mouse would be, right? I I think it's more, yeah, it's more like the energy of that animal. Yeah. I guess. You know, like, like mine is Crush, because, like, that dude is dope. And he's super chill. <laughs> right, but like a turtle like, isn't yeah, going to protect you in real life. I want that energy in my life. Yeah, no, of course not. Well, actually, turtle shell. Turtle shell. Okay, sure. Yeah. But, mm. Okay, but literally, I just think field mouse, and I think Peter Pettigrew. Oof. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Do you hate all mice now? Solid point. No. I mean, Peter Pettigrew gave mice a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> he ru- I, he ruined okay. everything for all other mice. For, for a whole he generation did. of mice. <laughs> He ruined mice for me, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, my my Patronus would be a bull, specifically. Mm. Um, as you guys know, I love cows. Cows are my favorite animal. And uh, I think a bull like has this really strong energy where cows in general are also really like kind and sweet in other certain uh, circumstances. So... Yeah. I'm very surprised you didn't go with a like a specific breed of cow. Oh, it's a Scottish Highland. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> it, it's a it's a Scottish Highland. Oh, the bull. ones with the emo hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. sorry. No. Why why would Search we Search Google this? Images for Scottish Highland okay. cow and you will know exactly oh, what I'm talking about. We would about. definitely know this. They have emo <laughs> hair. Yeah. Okay. We love those cows. Scottish Highlands are like the really shaggy looking uh kind of like stubby leg cows. They're super cute and they have these like really long horns. Yep. They're like Super like stocky and built, like but also really shaggy and and yeah, they are they are the adorable. best cow. They are the bad best news, cow. everyone. I googled Scottish Highlands and it did come up with the mountains in. No, the you have to say Scottish so. Highlands cow. Scottish obviously, Highland they're named cow. because they are obviously. in the Scottish Highlands. It's a Kevin. breed of cow. Obviously, cow. cow. What do you think we're talking about here, Kevin? Oh man. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> pat- my Patronus is part I'm of a country, put, guys. This, my Patronus this is a rock. I'm gonna post in the Discord right now. It's not going to come up for months because we're like we're releasing this episode like a month from now. <laughs> yeah. But it's going in the Discord and you'll all be very confused until much later. Yes. Wait. Put it in pets. I'm you going to put in it off in pets. topic. Okay. Oh, man. All right. Oh, my God. It's so, adorable. Oh, that's Look at very that tongue. cute. All right. We're going to have to. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to put the link to this picture no. in the show notes for this episode because <laughs> yes. either that or I have to cut this whole bit because, oh, my God, that picture. Probably cut the whole bit. <laughs> no. no. This is all in the podcast. <laughs> this is all in the podcast. Whenever you say that, it's never in the podcast. Sometimes it is in the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes. All right. So my Patronus is probably a winged snake, kind of like a dragon but more like a Quetzalcoatl. Wait, wait, can you say that one word one more time? A Quetzalcoatl? Quetzalcoatl? You know. Interesting. You know. I've been saying that just, wrong. Just uh, Aztec I think God. it can be no said in different ways. Quetzalcoatl. 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 This is great audio. Yeah, and I can imagine yeah. like... So my Patronus, <laughs> the thing that I would summon to protect me, I think would be my dog. Um, maybe cliche. So I have a very large golden husky and... He's super cuddly um, until you're a stranger, and then he is not super cuddly, and he is very loud. But yeah, so my Patronus would be a very large dog. Nice. 
I think that's a good segue into my Patronus because I was also going to say my dog, but not the dog we have now. Uh, my old dog, Griffin, uh, who passed recently, who's a very small dog um, and Wasn't not very ferocious at all, which is why I was kind of defending the mouse as a Patronus. Like, no, it doesn't have to really be strong in real life. But that makes so much sense for yeah, you. Yeah, like, I mean, Griffin... Like, uh, Griffin is, was such a huge part of your life, and now I'm sad. He, I know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get all emotional, but he he is a very dopey, uh, you know, fluffy cockerpoo, um, and he he... Definitely was not going to be a guard dog uh, at all, but he just like emotionally, he is the 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 dog that I would stand behind if that makes any sense. Like if I'm conjuring happy memories, it is of this dog, and this dog's happy memories will drive off the Dementors for me. Um, but Aww. I also think it would just be adorable to see him like trying to to make a stand and go away to my doors with Griffin's like underbite, his teeth don't fit in his mouth. <laughs> Um, so I'm not sure if that's great reasoning, but, uh, I, that's always what I've pictured when I think about this anyway. Okay. So I've always, uh, I've never picked one for my own, for myself, just cause like, I feel like that's something that you don't choose for yourself. That's something like your like magical personality, like just create something for you um so i never had my own like chose my own patronus but i guess i'll choose one for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't know i feel like someone else would have to like i think it's like your best guess someone else would have to see my personality and like come up with something and maybe like my closest friend could like see how like who I am and come up with something, but sure. I'll pick one for you, Mike. Uh, so I thought about something that people would run away from and it's the frilled lizard also (laughs) known as the Chlamydosaurus, which is this little lizard with a frilled neck and like, it will like poof out its neck. Oh, Um, I know this lizard. Sorry. Is this, is this the spitter from Jurassic Park? (laughs) It's a, uh, I I didn't I only watched that movie once like twenty years ago I don't know. Wait, what is this lizard called? A uh, chlamydosaurus. It's also known as Sounds a frilled like an lizard. Unfortunate name. It is a super unfortunate name, but they're terrifying and awesome at the same time. Like if that thing's running at you, you're gonna run the opposite direction. Yeah, guys, this is the thing that kills Dennis Nedry in Jurassic. Oh, 100 percent straight up. <laughs> yep. The, so it's the venom spitting lizard. Well, it's not. It's not, it like it not literally the dinosaur, but it's yeah. like shot but for shot. This is that. It I looks mean, like its name ends yeah. in saurus, right? So it might as well be the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got big I like Jurassic that. Park vibes Char- when I heard that. <laughs> I like. I like that your Patronus is practically a dinosaur. I That's like awesome. That a lot. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you that it's hard to it's hard to come up with your own Patronus, right? Because it's kind of based on your personality and maybe not something that you're totally aware of. But yeah, especially because like how you perceive yourself is different from how others perceive you. I feel like others perceive like the best of you, right? And like sometimes you have like those internal. Yeah, which is another reason why it might not be worth like possible for Eva even for us to spoil it for our characters because it's something that is going to have to come up organically through you know, the story. But for us, at least, it's kind of interesting to think about our best guests and kind of share our personalities a little bit with the listeners. So yeah, those are good answers, you guys. Uh, I think that those Patronuses would all hang out and have a good party together. Um, so Especially the frilled lizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so another question I have here is, how long have you guys known each other? I mean, that's kind of a complicated question. <laughs> Um, how long have we all known each other? Probably six at least like years? a good six or seven years. I have known Mitchell for 12 years. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. A lot of us met um, in college. Um, that's where I met Mike. And then found my true love in uh, in Kevin's wife. Um. <laughs> uh, I also fell in love with Kevin's wife. Yeah, we're we're both in love with Kevin's wife. Kristen's pretty great. <laughs> she is. Yep. Shout out to Kristen. Right. Yeah. No, I I knew everybody from college except for Lauren, who I yep. met through 
my college roommate's twin brother. And then we adopted her. <laughs> yep. Yes, because I am an introvert that gets adopted. That's no, because you're great. <laughs> it's okay. That's, that's the secret. Kristen, who's an extrovert, just collects introverts. I, yes. I too, am an introvert that has been collected <laughs> or adopted. <laughs> yep. Oh, the social anxiety, though. Mm. <laughs> it's too real. Yeah, I I always remember. I mean, it was it's kind of funny how I I I knew you, Kevin, in college, but I went to college technically with uh, Mitchell and Charlotte, but it didn't really know them until after we left college. It just kind of happened that we were in the same friend circles, and we got close after that. You know band <coughs> yes in a band that was wonderful and shall not be named they had so many names uh, <laughs> or might have been like, named what was all its over. name <laughs> as far as i know we had three official names at various points i thought it time. was only two what was the third spoonful of sugar yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. we did one show with that name oh yeah <laughs> this, this okay, is not I in the podcast <laughs> no it is it totally is <laughs> don't go look at our soundcloud okay. i've known you for 12 years is that it yeah it's just the same as kevin okay uh make a joke i did my waiting 12 years of it in azkaban <laughs> but with me what I don't understand. You're not like Ask. I did my dating no. 12 years in Ask. I did my dating 12 years of it <laughs> in college and post-college. Oh, we've got dogs on my track. Apologies. That's okay. Woof. Dogs. Oh, you're at your mom's? Yeah. Oh, you man. should tell your mom I say hi. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I will. Tell, tell your mom I say hi. We will. I love your parents so much. I love your mom. Your mom. Oh, can is we such talk about? Sweetheart. Can we talk for a minute about how I love your parents? <laughs> they still yes. send me postcards. And I want that to be immortalized on the podcast. Yes. Excellent. Mitchell's parents are. Mitchell's wonderful. parents send us postcards every year. They do send me postcards. They do. They they really yes. do. It's so sweet. They're very good at postcards. Yeah, <laughs> they're very close to all of our friends and family. I feel bad because I'm less good at postcards. Everyone is less good at postcards yeah. as, as compared to Mitchell's mom. Well, she does appreciate the people who send postcards back, and there are some. My grandmother. That's true. I'll try to send her one from Alaska this summer. She'll love it. <laughs> but yeah, known each other a while, but it's it's been nice doing this show with you guys, especially in COVID connecting and not being able to see each other in person. Uh, you know, it's been a good excuse to to see everybody every week so that's been great bringing in the feels all right so i have another question here and this one was sent in from puffcast uh which you guys should all go listen to and they decided to send us an audio question so we're going to play that right now hello friends of why can't we be wizards i was wondering if you could describe yourself using any wizarding world candy say like a chocolate frog or a pepper imp what Wizarding World candy would you say describes your personality? Thanks for your answers. Oh, man, that is a fantastic question. Uh, I actually have no idea what kind of candy <laughs> represents me, so mm. someone else should answer. I know. I know what Wizarding candy I would be. I would be a licorice wand. <laughs> Why? So I've always thought of licorice wands as not just like literally a rope of licorice because uh, b- uh, by the way licorice is like my favorite candy not black licorice incorrect not black licorice, licorice is gross okay, okay not black like red vines then like red vines like twizzlers okay. uh nice. twizzlers twizzlers are wonderful twizzlers, but i've always thought of of licorice ones being like twizzlers but that had like sparks coming out the end of it or something like that could do like a little bit of magic in a way but that were also edible um and I've always like really liked the idea of that, and I've always kind of wanted one of those as a candy treat for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that doesn't describe me as a person, but I want one. <laughs> I want it. That's funny you say that because I have. I'm between two. One is just I just love chocolate. I'm a chocolate fanatic. Oh yeah, of course. And I would just choose chocolate cake, chocolate cauldrons because I would just eat those. But if it had to reflect my personality, I'd probably choose Birdie Bots just because they're like super random and weird. And that reflects <laughs> me pretty well, I believe. <laughs> and fun. Super random, weird, and fun. <laughs> 
I think I would be a chocolate frog because I do like chocolate and they're always depicted as like milk chocolate in the movies, which is my favorite. Sorry, Charlotte. Um, I like milk oh, chocolate. Everyone loves chocolate. You can't. <laughs> preferences. You're allowed to love or not love no chocolate. No need to apologize. <laughs> I know. But I also come with a weird collection of semi-useless facts. So that's where the card comes in from the chocolate nice. frogs. That's very good. I mean, I've definitely got a collection of useless facts. <laughs> but I think that I would probably be a fizzing Wisby. And when you're around me, you can float off the ground. Also, I love Pop Rocks in reality. <laughs> oh, reality. <laughs> so I... In fact, my favorite thing to do is to pour all of the Pop Rocks into my mouth and then pretend like I have a laser beam that shoots out of my mouth, destroying whenever wait, I look at do you, do you do this? Do you do this, like, nowadays? Do you still do that? Do you mean as, a, as, as an, an adulter? <laughs> yes. Yes, as a more grown person, I still do Pop Rocks lasers. Guess what kind of candy we got for Halloween. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Who would not do that? That's great. I would like to I would like to enter into uh into evidence uh the class of of weird candy in this series which is like stuff that no person should really be eating because why did that exist right like cockroach clusters are a good example of this I don't know talk or, to my brother-in-law uh, he eats bugs uh, that's right. yeah. My mom likes the anyway. scorpion. Hopefully, he okay. won't ever listen. To this. All right, fine. A the fine. scorpion I ate a worm once. How about acid pops? Acid pops. There's literally like I had a, a cake with crickets in, in, in it. In one of the books, where yeah, I, I do remember the cricket cake. But no, no, acid pops. Okay, so literally, like, like I think Fred or George or maybe both of them convince Ron at one point when he's a little kid to eat an acid pop, and it just burns a hole in his tongue because I guess that's what acid pops do. Uh. Which begs the question. Why are we selling these to children? For pranks. Why are we selling these at we all? I guess it it's for magic. pranks. It's the inspiration yeah, well, for Wizzy's Wizard Pieces. It seems <laughs> like that would hurt. And then they probably yeah, just can't taste salt for the rest of their lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, yeah. I I mean, wa- we can regrow bones, right? We can regrow a tongue. <laughs> I, I, I guess so, but still, like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Companies that sell these products, they're dangerous. Stop harming children. Uh, anyway, that's what I would be. <laughs> An acid pop? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Wait, yes. You didn't say a specific No, the candy. category. The oh, you're that entire of category of candies the that should be. The category of candy, which is weird and dangerous. Okay, interesting. Yes. Okay. Why is that? Why does that fold into your personality? Because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with that. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> All right. I was thinking about this and I I really couldn't decide and I think that's why I have to say Birdie Bots every flavor beans because as a very indecisive ADHD person who's all over the place like every time you eat one it's completely different and weird. Uh I mean every time I have a thought it's completely different and weird. So I think that that fits with me just kind of being all over the place. Um sometimes it's going to be great, sometimes it's going to be real weird. You never really know what you're going to get. I feel like that fits. Was that a? Did you just did you just do a Forrest Gump? Life well, I didn't mean to, chocolate? but now yeah, I feel I like just... I should re-record that. <laughs> you never know. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. This is all in the podcast. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. yeah just pretend is. I didn't do a Forrest yep. Gump thing. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so I have another listener question here. Uh, it says there is a lot of Quidditch in this book. Uh, if flying brooms were a thing, would you use them? And I think this is an easy answer. Obviously, of course I would. It's a flying broom. Why are you asking me this question? I wouldn't. Kevin smashed my head into a right, ceiling. But, uh, you would learn. Like multiple you times. smashed your head into your own ceiling. <laughs> okay, I would put on a helmet. So I think that it is likely that when I get on a broom and fly, which I would absolutely do, that I also <laughs> smash into a ceiling. You have to go outside first. <laughs> so, this is your problem. That's fair. <laughs> I would 100% fly a broom. I might put a helmet on. Yes. I would say no, that. No, I, I would um, absolutely put a helmet on. I uh, like riding horses, and I think that that's about as close as you can get to flying on the ground um, is riding at top speed. So I think riding a broom would be something like that. But I do wear a helmet while riding a horse. So that makes sense. Helmet and wear go. Yes, I oh, would yeah. take precautions. Protective gear is important. I watched a lot of, I like rewatched Kiki's Delivery Service when I was a kid. I loved that movie by Hayao Miyazaki. And so like, I actually did try to ride a broom in real life 
as the way Kiki does it, which is just concentration <laughs> and wind. But yeah, That's no, cool. I would totally, I would totally fly a broom. Now, did that, did anyone ever play Quidditch? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, I even taught my students. They love it. In the very first episode, I think I talked about how at one of the book release parties, we had a Quidditch match that I played in. It was really fun. I actually have a comic I drew when I attended a Quidditch match at my college. I should find it. Uh, I was about to say that if Quidditch was real, I would totally do that. But now that I think about it, that sounds actually quite terrifying. And I would just like to like go for a nice leisurely flight on the broom and not have balls throwing at my head and such. I agree, a hundred percent. Oh yeah, that is where Allison gets her <laughs> slight dislike for Quidditch. <laughs> right? Yes, I think we've come <laughs> gone through this in character. Yeah, um, yeah. But if I could fly a broom, not in a match where there are lots of flying projectiles as well, right? I would probably really enjoy it. Just like yeah. up and down hills, I through just, the countryside. Just, okay, yeah. I'm just saying, like, for a delivery if, service. If flying broomsticks exist, then I assume apparition exists as well. Wouldn't you just want to do that instead? Well, no, I assume the no, question is no. if you're a muggle and you come across a flying broomstick, right? Like, it's no. not a I'm If you're a sure wizard, you obviously, magic. no. You need Quidditch magic to fly a broom. Well, yes. I mean, if the question was, do you want to be a wizard, then yes. Like, why can't we <laughs> also, be wizards? It's not the destination, <laughs> it's, it's the travel. Oh, what, what's the quote? It's not the destination, it's the way you get, how you get there. Okay. Well, then I have an easy answer to this question, which is, no, I do not like to ride roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I was, I was thinking about it. If it was really, if, that, if, the, if the situation was, I am a muggle and some, suddenly I can fly a broomstick, would I do it? I would probably learn how to skydive first and I would like get very comfortable with a parachute and I would wear a parachute backpack and I would make sure that I'm prepared to fall off of this thing and survive. Hopefully you fall right off from high enough up. What are you talking about? I don't it know. It just seems like so much planning. It's like going well, What am I supposed to do? A... Just not fly a broomstick? Come on. Skydiving license in order to fly a broom? Man, guys, I found your zest for Hold life. On. I'll see you in six months. Like, what is happening right now? I was just thinking, how can I have a harness or something that saves my life if I fall off of a broomstick? And that's what a parachute is. Just clip yourself into the broom. Yeah, but what if the broom falls? All right. Clearly, I've thought about this too much. (laughs) Clearly, you've never been skydiving. I guess that's... Well, that is true. No, not even once. Have you? (laughs) Anyway. So those are the questions we have about us. Uh, I have some questions here about the Why Can't We Be Wizards world. Uh, The first one here, are there any students with disabilities at Hogwarts? Magic stairs could easily become ramps, etc. I mean, I think obviously, yes. Well, I mean, we literally have a character on the show who has hands that are magic. So that's true. Yes. And also lots of disabilities are invisible. So... Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, I I think we're going to great lengths to make this a very inclusive Hogwarts, right? Like they they would absolutely do anything to magically accommodate. Like, why wouldn't you? It's magic. McGonagall would. Sure. Right. That's a good point. She's gone now. Can we talk about that? Because I'm upset. (laughs) I don't want to think about what's going to happen with Gryffindor Snape. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's much more to say about this, honestly. Imagine if Snape had been made headmaster. He was. He was. That's the plot of book seven. <laughs> well, they weren't at school, so we <laughs> have an Yeah, Harry. It's true. What happened under Snape's uh, headmastery? Torture rooms. Lots of torture. A lot oh, of people nice. uh, get in a lot of trouble. And Snape just being like, Neville, okay. Neville, Neville got swole. That's about it. <laughs> well, so yeah. wait. Well, there was like an underground resistance movement. Does that mean that in our Gryffindor year they're gonna have torture rooms? They're not not gonna have torture rooms. I mean, they would torture us. This question went off the rails. But to answer the question, a hundred percent yes. Like, there's totally kids at Hogwarts that have dope wizard wheelchairs or regular wheelchairs, whatever they prefer, because it's up to them. Well, how do they how do they travel? Do the stairs turn into ramps? Or just the wheelchairs fly, like, it's magic. I think there's I both know. options. Flying carpets? Flying Ooh. carpets. I thought flying cool. carpets were, like, specifically outlawed. 
They are. And how about wizards who just, like, don't have the energy for all the stairs? Yeah, it's true. Like elderly? Yeah. No, just, like, people who just don't have energy because of dis- disabilities. Mm. Yeah, Auto-immune for sure. Diseases. Yeah, I mean, I... Do they, the stairs move like an escalator? An escapator? An escapator? <gasps> oh, yes. yes. Absolutely. That's exactly what happens. I definitely think of the course stairs nice. are escalators. So, like, depending on, like, maybe the stairs kind of read your accessible needs, and, like, it will make the stairs universally accessible depending, like on what they sense is needed. That'd be cool. Yeah. So it's either like a ramp or an escapator or an escapator. like just regular <laughs> stairs if they're like, yeah, this person just wants to climb oh, stairs all day. If there's if now if there's ever a time where like one of us is like half dead somewhere in Hogwarts and we need to get somewhere. Escapator. Yeah, we're gonna have to show like, oh, the stairs turn into an escapator. Or just, or just it like real your, tired. Your tiredness, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was thinking um in college I took notes for students who are deaf and hard of hearing because it's hard to watch an interpreter and take notes at the same time. And so I feel like there'd definitely be quills that would take notes for you. Quick quotes so quills have, exist. Oh, yeah. Quick quotes, quotes, quotes quill, quills yeah. exist. Yeah. I think that would be really useful, not just for terrible journalists, but also for <laughs> students uh, that need help taking notes in class. Oh, yeah. And can only focus yeah. on one thing at a time. You have to get one that's not designed to editorialize uh, in an unfair way. It definitely way. seemed very specifically like that Quill was trained by Rita Skeeter. Like it wasn't, right. it didn't have a mind of its own. It just was like applying her logic to the situation. Right. Yep. Now I'm just thinking about like a super magical wheelchair that can float and fly. <laughs> and I want to use it even though I don't need it. <laughs> anyway. Although broomsticks. That's fair. Just use broomsticks in the castle. Problem solved. Because like Mad-Eye Moody, doesn't he have a modified broomstick? He does. So it that... has a chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So that he can that. fly in a broomstick. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So we have another question here, and this one is from our listener, Colin D. Hey, Wickleba. Uh, this is Colin, longtime listener, first-time caller. Uh, my question is, uh, throughout this second book, Uh, Leo seemed to be very eager to do whatever the book was telling him to do, even if it was very outlandish of a thing for for Leo. Uh, Sometimes it felt like he was kind of railroading himself because he wanted to see what the the book was going to do. Uh, Would you mind going into a little bit of detail about Leo's thought process and how it related to the book's requests? Uh, Thanks so much. So that is a very good question, and it's something I thought a lot about. Uh, I was not really sure at first if I should have Leo uh, just kind of go along with the book or not and how much internal conflict he should have, but I've kind of decided that um, the kind of personal part of this that I could bring to the show for for Leo's struggle with this book uh, has to do with his imposter syndrome, uh, which is something that I have dealt with personally. So that I, I kind of... I thought about applying kind of like, what can I bring to this show from a personal emotional experience? Um, And if I, in real life, had at the kind of the stage where I was really worried about my own competency, had just this magical book that could suddenly make me just able to do things perfectly and everyone respected me and thought I was great and thought like, wow, he did so good at all of that. For every single scenario where it came up, like I would feel awful about doing it, but I would probably just do it. And so I thought Leo kind of would probably do that and he would feel awful about it, but not awful enough to kind of think hard enough and long enough to stop himself. Uh, and that is kind of why, like, in this last episode, it came to a T. Like, he, he got so deep in that that he had to lie to his friends about it to keep it going because he thought that that's what he needed. And he is going to be dealing with that for a while. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty heavy for him. So, like... It, it didn't seem out of character to me just because it was part of the character that I hadn't really talked about a whole lot yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leo is the silly goofball, but the fact that he's been characterized as this silly goofball, kind of as I said in character in the last episode, is something that has kind of started to get to him. And this was an opportunity for him to show everyone how he can be not the goofball. And he kind of got addicted to that feeling. And that's why he just kind of jumped right in and went with everything the book said because it made him he he got addicted to that feeling see this is absolutely fascinating to me because i kept putting i kept making leo like make these choices of like are you gonna do what the book says you should do 
Like, <laughs> like, and it just like, I kept pushing it further and further because you kept saying yes. And it was yeah. crazy to me because we had absolutely not like at no point have I ever, was I ever ahead of time? Like, Hey, you know, Mike, we're going to do this thing in this episode. Like I never once, yeah. it, it was always nope. completely like off the cuff. Like how does Leo respond? And you just kept saying yes. And it was fascinating <laughs> to the point where I like, there's that episode where, um, we did the, the bit where I just, I gave, I gave Leo like. The, the book says, say a mean thing to Freya. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. let's in. go for it. And I, yeah, I, I like, honestly. I'm not going to go for this one. There's no way. It's too far. In that moment, I really thought about it and really kind of regretted it a little bit. But I decided that, like, he is this far in. Like, he's stopped thinking about it. He stopped questioning it. He's going to just be like, this. when I say yes to this book, it makes me feel powerful. So I'm just going to say yes to this book. And he said yes before he really considered the implications. And, like, I was that's, also surprised. That's the decision I made as a character. Like, that is, I made the decision early on that like he's just gonna keep saying yes until it ruins his life, and then he's gonna deal with that. And I didn't communicate that to you at all. Yeah, and I think that that's that's fascinating. Well, it made the Doctor Professor Wizard story way easier for me because I figured you were gonna say yes <laughs> to that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was expecting it to be to get to a point where it just something super catastrophic happens and he has to grapple with it, and then it just very conveniently folded into the catastrophic thing you had planned. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I guess that's actually like I'm very I'm very curious about this too. Like I've I haven't really talked to you guys at all about it. Like, d- did you expect Leo to literally turn into Doctor Professor Wizard, and for you all to be like literally turned into all of those characters and have to play them out? No, outside the scope of I your thought character? we were just no. But as I listen as I listen back to the episode, I actually had not realized at all how heavily you foreshadowed it with Emmanuel talking about how like well you know this isn't real life leo like this isn't there's none of this is real and uh yeah i thought that it was something that could be happening there but i also thought that we might then just stay as those characters i thought we were uh, and going then it was to be... a surprise <laughs> when uh leo was actually gone yeah i thought we were going to be like transported into the universe as ourselves so we would just be like huh. in the bodies of those characters like Freya is like Shazam is, style, but like, but like our <laughs> minds are in those characters still. So we, oh, that's yeah, that's kind of what Leo. Yeah, was. Yeah, that though, is what Leo was, scenario. but that's what I thought was going to happen to yeah. everybody. Right. I mean, we don't know how the how realities splintered realities works in this universe. You know, maybe there is a spinoff podcast where we actually <laughs> oh, <no>. are. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, I I I I try my best to convey the emotional impact of that. Like, there's a lot more that I could have could have said about it, but I tried to kind of take that experience of overcoming imposter syndrome and put it in the worst case scenario of like, what is the least healthy way to deal with these feelings and what would happen if I dealt with them? And like, Leo needs to realize that he just has to kind of take advantage of his friendships and and things around him that are positive to feel better about himself. He can't just kind of magically flip a switch and be amazing. Um, so I hope that came through. So the real question is, is uh, Skylar going to hate Leo forever? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Skylar is I mean, so mad. Yeah. I mean, they were rightfully angry at Leo, quite angry in fact, but I, you know, I couldn't say anything cause I deserved it. Right. So that's a very good question. That's up to you, Charlotte. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, like our friendship has definitely changed and that they'll just probably be more cautious around you until, you know, they're able to see that you're trustworthy again. So I, I guess you're just going to have to build their trust back up if you want that back. Yeah. I mean, Leo's going to feel a lot of regret and and have to kind of work back like this has backfired on him big time so he's gonna have to earn earn the trust back for sure and it'll be interesting to see where that goes it's it's also it's just like so interesting this is sort of like the power of like the tabletop role-playing game where everybody's just kind of like making decisions and choices for your characters i really did genuinely believe when i came up with some of this stuff that it was supposed to end up with leo kind of just you know, coming to a happy conclusion and all was going to be right with the world at the end of the season. And that is not what happened at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I had thought, I was thinking that as well. And then as as it went on, I realized how that was less and less likely, <laughs> especially since I kept saying yes to doing horrible things. Yeah. Well, because there was that one moment um, where you like literally asked us for help. And, right. Right. And that was like, 
You asked and then you immediately went back to just like using it. Well, I mean, there were two elements to that, right? Me as a player, I was trying to decide whether I wanted to uh, actually involve you guys and have your help. And I, I was being indecisive about that, but I also kind of felt like Leo would be indecisive about that. And that was at the stage where he was still sort of like grappling with whether he was really all in on the idea of this book and like he hadn't really gotten truly addicted to it. Like, I, I don't know if addiction is the right word to use here cause it has its own, its own baggage, but um, he, he wasn't really fully into the point where he, he was past the point of no return with the book. Right. So he had a moment of like, Oh God, maybe I need help with this. And then he, after he expressed that he, he, realized like oh no if i get their help they're gonna take this away from me and i don't i can't lose this so what how can i prevent them from taking this from me and he decided the way to do that was to just dig in his heels and lie which is a horrible and and unhealthy way to handle it but that's what he felt like he needed to do um yeah i mean i was trying to just convey that sort of indecision and and conflict um but it it did kind of come off as, as changing my mind so i don't know i hope it worked i think it was great I think that it's definitely given your character development and growth. So I'm all for that. Well, thank you. We were talking about it, though, and we think that you're worse than Ginny. Ginny at least tries to get oh, rid yeah. of the book. And you're I know, way I was more saying culpable. that. I was like, he didn't even throw the book in a toilet. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> rid of a book in a toilet Ginny. that's it's not gonna fit what kind of toilets they got over it was there a small that's, diary that's literally the problem it causes overflow and then harry finds it yeah hey okay i'm Although sorry i'm love... sorry we've been through this the pipes are big enough for a basilisk to fit through them but not the toilets, not the toilets. <laughs> hey guys magic i do have to admit though that when when uh the book swallowed michael's existence i thought that that was the end point where that was the breaking point for leo where like oh this is horrible i can't say yes to this book anymore and then the next up the next choice you gave me was do you want to be dr professor wizard and i had had to think well of course leo's gonna fall for that one like that's okay all right i'll do one more because it's funny was it funny once you chose it? No. <laughs> it was funny that I would choose yeah. it, but it fit. It worked. Yeah. All right. So this kind of folds into the next question uh, nicely. Uh, did a lot of thought go into the Dr. Professor Wizard world ahead of this book? And I think, I, think I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think no. no. <laughs> I think that the Dr. Professor Wizard character just came up as a random one-off thing from the as a mascot for the cereal that leo decided he was eating i think kevin yeah i think i just threw out some words and it was just kind of word salad and then we just kept referencing it as a joke (laughs) yes and then it turned into such an in joke that we were like all right well we got to make this a part of our our wizard commercials and i mean our totally real commercials that we have on this podcast and uh and then it just it went it folded back into the world (laughs) I don't know. Wizardos are real. Mm. Yeah, wizardos are real. Yeah. Go, sure. go by I like the jingle, but I like it like it's a song that I kind of know the lyrics to, and I only know like five <laughs> of the words. <laughs> Dr. Professor Wizard. He's fine. He's cool. Right. He's good at math. And that, that theme song was completely improvised by Mitchell as well when we were recording that ad. It was just like, all right, go. And he, he just did that. Yeah. And then it stuck. He does all of our jingles. Mitchell's very skilled at coming up with musical jingles. Very musical yes. guy. It was very fun editing that. And yeah, I mean, to answer the question, absolutely no thought. Just kind of organically happened. And I'm very happy about how it ended up. All right, so uh, I have a couple more questions here about the characters in particular. So here's one. uh, What is each character's style, and how do they dress when not at Hogwarts? Well, Caleb dresses pretty shabbily in clothes that are probably too big for him because of the hand-me-downs thing. Because, oh, he's poor. Yeah, the poorness. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Uh, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that you could be poor and have nice clothes, but he doesn't. Because he doesn't have anyone in his life who loves him or has shown him how to dress in a, like, fashionable well, that's, way. That's not true. You have us. 
have any of you ever told me how to wear my robes? I feel yeah. like flashback, there is 100% a scene where Freya's like, Caleb, why don't you dress different than you are? Like, 100%. I, I liked when we all dressed yeah. up as Slytherins. You, you did a oh really good God. Slytherin costume. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very good at costumes. <laughs> I absolutely loved that that was a thing, but I do, th- I like feel bad for, for Slytherins who are just like, I'm not, I'm not mean and emo. <laughs> oh yeah. That whole thing also kind of came from a one-off joke of me saying that Slytherins are evil as Leo. Are they not? But how has the, has a single Slytherin character that worked that, that goes to this school been evil so far? Maybe. Who knows? Not that goes to the school, <laughs> but it turns out that yes. Frey's parents are kind of evil. I don't know. Draco Malfoy? <laughs> Draco Malfoy. Malfoy has not been on this podcast. But he probably should be. He was conflicted too. We all right. This is not a Harry Potter discussion podcast. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? He's an expert on Elden magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's what we need to really go to to solve mm. this giant mystery is let's find Draco <gasps> Malfoy. The quest for Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Book three. And then we get to make Kevin do a Draco Malfoy voice. No. Kevin doesn't look happy about this. Freya and the lost <laughs> Slytherin. I can't tell whether Kevin is unhappy about this or whether he's like, oh, that's a good idea. Perfect. Perfect. Why not both? <laughs> so Skylar for these whole first two books, where's like... When they're not in their wizard robes, wears like overalls, sweaters, long skirts, and then also like long flowy dresses. And what year is this? 2022 at this point. Okay. So yeah, like kind of like flowy clothes plus overalls occasionally. However, now that this whole ordeal has happened, Skylar's gonna turn towards more witchy dark clothing because they kind of are starting to feel like no one understands them as they go through those years young years and what are this is not childhood what is this uh adolescence Adolescence, yes (laughs) yup i'm gonna get super puberty are you saying that skylar is gonna go like hardcore into like my wizard chemical romance. Uh, my potion romance. Uh, that was my better. alchemist. I don't know romance. that one. Panic at the Yule Ball. I'm sorry, you don't know MCR. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Welcome to the Black Wizard Parade. Yes. <laughs> Even I know that one. Yeah, they'll probably go to a few like cool wizard concerts this summer. Of course, with their dads, but. Still looking cool. Uh, I think Allison wears jeans, t-shirts uh, most of the time. Uh, is not going to go to the My Potion Romance concerts this <laughs> summer. Would really like to attend Care of Magical Creatures summer camp. Um, get a jump start on animals handling. Hmm. Nice. You didn't ask what I was doing for the summer, but that was my answer. I want to go to summer camp. Oh my god, wizard summer camp. Wait, 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 wait. Is it wizard summer camp or is it muggle summer camp? No, I want to go to wizard summer camp. I want to know wizard what wizard summer, summer camp, camp is. Camp? Yeah. I want to do a whole episode on wizard summer camp now. <laughs> I want to go to wizard summer camp. Mm. All right, we're giving away our good wizard sponsor ideas. I know, right? Mm, don't want those cribbed. <laughs> um, yep. So Freya, Freya is very like monotone clothes like a lot she tends to stick to like the same kind of colors but also wears a lot of like sweaters and pants she actually specifically doesn't really like wearing dresses right now but is required to when uh her family has guests over she doesn't shop at wizard hot topic i don't think her parents would let her shop at wizard hot topic (laughs) i think i don't think she does a lot of her own shopping for clothes i feel like Everything that she buys, like, clothes-wise, has to be approved by her parents. So a lot of it's just like, yeah, this works, because if she tries to stray too far out of the box, they veto it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Leo doesn't do a lot of shopping for his own clothes either, but not for that reason, just because he just absolutely doesn't care, and he wears hand-me-downs, and they don't fit very well. Or it's, like, sort of formal wear that his parents are trying to get him to wear, but he doesn't keep it 
in good shape so it's not ironed and it's not nice and tidy at all lots of lots of ratty t-shirts and button downs that are not buttoned properly and all that jazz i can imagine having never gone into a boarding school that there's probably like an underground trade for clothing at boarding school (laughs) that sounds right why does it have to be underground can't you just trade clothes with your friends that's fair that's true but like you know oh your parents doesn't don't let you buy the band t-shirts it's okay i got your back and then they're like man wizard nirvana wizard nirvana (laughs) yeah exactly that's how i imagine boarding school interesting but nirvana's already wizard nirvana wait nirvana were wizards yes i choose to believe what i want to believe anyway (laughs) how about the beatles the beatles are absolutely not wizards well john might have been no (laughs) they were trying to change the world in their own muggle way all right, so here's another question. Uh, are students allowed to decorate their dormitory bedrooms? If so, what do the characters' rooms look like? Oh, God. I feel like Freya and Skylar's room are just covered in, like, art supplies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. We kind of got paint on the carpet, but we're Ooh. learning. We learned a few spells how to get that out. Um one of the paints is permanent, though. That was one of my own paint sets I got in. We're hoping we get the same room next year so that yeah, nobody else has to deal with it. Yeah, we have more time to get it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have some, like, uh, cool painted art um, on the tops of our four posters. So when we look up, we have, like, a night sky that's moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, cute. Um, yeah, our curtains have, like, uh, shooting stars that move that I... Um, uh not cursed but that i enchanted i enchanted yeah i imagine like freya's whole work area is just covered with drawings and sketches and paintings because like i used to do that as a kid like my entire room was like the walls were completely covered in like any little sketch that i had went up there Mm -hmm. um and so I, like imagine that she does the same thing where she like draws something and then like rips it out of the book and like Pace it somewhere and like leaves it there forever and then like the, the pile just grows <laughs> yes and i'm so proud of your art like you've come so far remember when you said you weren't good at art and then like i got you all those art art supplies like you're and now so it's good just now. scary no, no. now now it's just like all over her dreams and, and this like, is how really you died this yeah, year that's true your your side of the wall does look a lot darker and scarier than my side yeah mine has like a lot mm. of like portraits of like random people at hogwarts uh hunters there like four times oh my god because <laughs> uh, he's like the nicest person who will sit for oh, yeah. me yeah and then i've got like one of um oh, what's the grumpy lady called the one who cleans galloway oh yeah <laughs> the grumpy lady the one who <laughs> i have cleans. one of galloway um poor galloway but it's like a secret picture that i was painting while she wasn't looking because <laughs> i was too scared to ask but i knew she'd yeah. say yes <laughs> Nice. Yeah, you got to give that to her as a gift. Oh, I will. I think Allison's walls are covered in band posters from all of her favorite music artists that she likes listening to, but they're like 90% muggle bands. Maybe not my potion romance, but um, yeah, I don't, I'm not quite sure what Dakota's half of the room would be, but I think Allison's living, living the music life. Maybe a couple records just like pinned up there. I think Caleb's side of the room is pretty neat and orderly, except for the piles of books from the library that he's started to read and has got folded bookmarks all over. I think Leo's space is obviously extremely messy and unkempt, but he's definitely got a bunch of Dr. Professor Wizard posters and such. Uh, And it's funny because I was trying to think about like, Dr. Professor Wizard was such a perfect creation in this world for Leo to to have as his like favorite thing because before that was a thing I was like thinking of Leo as the kind of kid who would have like posters in his room of one thing he's obsessed with like for me as a kid it was like Zelda all over the room Zelda stuff right and I was trying to think of the perfect thing and then I remember well it's obviously Dr. Professor Wizard we have that already Mm -hmm. so he's just obsessed with that and that's everywhere um, did anyone else in their childhood have like a legit Harry Potter shrine? Because I did in their room. No. I mean, to find <laughs> shrine. I just had a post. I have one as an adult. All the items, all the pictures. <laughs> yeah, you have like a whole yeah. 
floor. You have more than <laughs> one. <laughs> We've all contributed to that, though. That's true. true. You're yes. not buying me Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, it's your thing now. <laughs> I mean, we had to make sure you had all the Horcruxes. I do. I have we did all have the to make sure. We did have to make sure. Because I think that was mostly me and Mike. We were just like, okay, but they don't have they don't have Nagini. So like, how are we gonna get him Nagini? A real snake. Yeah, I think for multiple years of Christmas presents, we were like, which Horcruxes do you not have yet? Do you have Nagini? Is that a thing? Yeah, Yeah. I have a real snake. Oh man, I missed that one. Mm. Ooh, (laughs) well, she's not alive, but she's there. Well, not after Neville. That sounds like you're keeping a dead snake. That makes it sound like you have a dead snake. That's not a dead snake. It's a it's a figurine. Hello right? everyone. Like, Welcome to my it's basement. It's a not it's a not Here live art. My dead snake. I've got some Legos over there and that's where my snake friend lives. Don't worry, the head isn't attached. That's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get it like taxidermied like that? Headed disattached. No, it's just decomposing. This got dark. This got dark, guys. <laughs> you joke, but I do feel like a, an Instagram story of Kevin walking around and showing all the Harry Potter stuff in his basement would be good, yeah. a good thing. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be not good. <laughs> oh man, I I was looking through pictures of our Harry Potter party. And oh my god! I, feel like I you forgot could, about that. We did. We have like so, so many good, good we pictures did. from we that. We should probably post some of those. Oh yeah. Totally. Yes, like all of us were at this this huge Harry Potter themed party that we had years back, and it was fantastic. I remember you guys did the fireplace with a bunch of uh, letters, like Harry Potter acceptance letters, flying yeah, out of it yeah. with like fishing line. It was there really was a well basilisk done. in the bathroom. It was a paper huge. mache basilisk. In 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 my closet i still have all of those uh winged keys hanging up oh yeah oh Oh, that's awesome Uh, i did like that if anyone showed up without a costume you had like giant pillowcases as flower sacks (laughs) to give people it was like oh you came without a costume here you go you're a house elf (laughs) now that's fantastic that was very good Yes, we were Harry Potter nerds before we decided to do a podcast about it. Of course. Makes sense. Uh. (laughs) All right. Um, I have one question left here, and I think this is definitely the most important question. What is the worst food that has ever received legs? (laughs) Oh, no. I yes. It's a very deep and personal yes. question. Charlotte just says yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any of them. Oh man. Um I think the the fish stick centipede. Fish stick centipede. Was- is a revolting idea. Oh, good wizard god. I did have that idea like mid recording and think I can't not god. say this. It's it, too horrible for me to be the only person with it in my brain. You said it and I cringed and I know my sister who listens to this also cringed because she hates anything with like more than two legs. Well, I was thinking like fish sticks are long and narrow, like Wait, you could fit a bunch of legs on there. Anything with two legs? I mean bugs. Okay. <laughs> like she specifically hates centipedes. Wait. Are there bugs with two legs? No. That like walk like people? No. <laughs> They're called oh my children. God, I'm sorry. Just... They're called children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you might want to cut that comment. But oh, God. I, I mean, my mind was going Cronenberg, so I guess that's better. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Now I'm just imagining all the different bugs I can think of, but with two legs. All right. What's the worst food for food feet? Can we think of a food that is worse than the fish stick that could have theoretically existed? Conceptually. I'm thinking that, like, piece of licorice. Oh, I was thinking something that's, like, semi-solid. Right, like a soup. Like ice cream. Like a soup. (laughs) soup. Like a soup. (laughs) Like a bread pudding. How are you going to affix legs to a soup? Exactly. Is the bowl part of it? What about one of those weird jello ambrosia salads? Oh my god. Like that's the kind of thing I was thinking of though that it's like semi-solid like ice cream where you like put legs on them and then oh, they it slowly would melt and like, die. Melt. Oh, oh no. Poor Olaf. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, this whole food feet thing has some very existential like dread associated with it. Like many things in Harry Potter. Just don't think about it. I mean the chocolate bar might oh melt god. during the summer. A little bit. Oh, he's no. gonna have to like he, dig a hole in the ground. Does, yeah, exactly, exactly. He's got to like, get in a cave. Survival mode cave. Oh yeah, we're gonna have yeah. to have a, a whole side story of him that oh, we yeah. flash forward on with the, with the like, owl, with the feral owl that was Skyler's. Yeah. Oh yep. yes, Skyler's yes. owl. Oh my god. Wait, I forgot. What was the story about my owl? Your owl. Um, 
you stopped taking care oh, of it yeah. and it like went rogue. Yeah, no, I gave it a map and some cool guy sunglasses and he's aviating like two back to our house, but also like stopping by all the nice spots and like well, having a posse. Plotting with other but owls. Also, yeah. it yeah. did seem like the owl was creating an army. Yeah, it's a posse. It's a posse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a whole promo joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I remember now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that I can think of a, a worse one because that's the worst I could think of at the time, and that's why I said yeah. it. <laughs> I think a piece of, yeah, black, long, stringy licorice with legs. Well, that's just a centipede. Anyway, on that disturbing note, we'll leave listeners to just ponder those those visions, those visuals. Wait, wait. What if we just also say, what's the best food that you could put legs on? No. I'm thinking like oh, a yeah. ice cream Send sandwich. Us- oh. And then you eat it. Feel free. Define best. Feel free to send right? us your ideas about food we should put best legs in what- on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Join our Discord. We'll start a channel for it. Anyway, thank you guys for sending in your questions. We really appreciate it. And we hope that this was listenable enough for you. Um, but we enjoyed answering these things. And uh, I personally at least love uh, kind of sharing my insight on what goes into the the show and yeah we really appreciate having all these passionate listeners telling us how they feel and asking us these questions so definitely keep those coming and i really hope you enjoy the next season um anybody else want to say anything as a little farewell cereal box with legs cereal box with legs you tell me what about grilled cheese with legs (laughs) that does sound delicious obviously they're made out of cheese and a little bit of bread Yes, mozzarella stick legs. That just sounds good. What about like a Furby? A Furby? Furbies have legs. Yeah, but like legs that will make it come closer to you. Now we're just going hardcore into like toys. Oh, yeah, no, we've we've faded out long ago. <laughs> no, this is all of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're not editing this, Kevin. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>